Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What time is it? Time for the weekly deal. I want fries on my pizza. The rabbit and tortilla This is the thing, you guys. We basically sit and talk up until the very second the music stops. So, because we haven't seen each other. So, and then we go, hi, 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 everybody. Well, anyway, welcome to the weekly dish on My Talk 1071. Uh, We are here to talk to you about all the things food and fantastic, fantastical in the Twin Cities. I'm Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And uh, welcome to the, welcome to your Saturday, basically. Yes. Or Sunday if you're listening on the pod. But, or Monday. Or Wednesday. Or Thursday. Or any of the Whenever days. Whenever you can make You it. know what's nice about the pod? Do tell. I was like, I when I, well, I was at Home and Garden Show last weekend. Um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you were. I was. I was right next to you. <laughs> I haven't talked to you, though, since I did my talk. Oh, I know. We did, I didn't hear about that. Okay. I don't know, like, why this is even worthy to tell you, but so you, you'd, like, get invited to do the Home and Garden Show, yeah. and I'm bookmarked by... The incredible Lindsay and Leslie from Unsellable Houses. They were who, there again the second day? No, they oh, were there oh, at okay. 11. All right. Oh, that's right. You were that same day. And we had them on our radio show. Then they, they were on at 11, okay? And yeah. I was on at 1. Okay. And they are, people have been like, oh, were they as nice as they seemed? Yes. Yes. They were fantastic. 100%. And thank you for booking that, Stephanie. Because I fun. wouldn't have thought of no, it. No, you wouldn't have And thought they were it. excellent. Yeah. And I love talking with them about kitchens. Yeah. Okay. So then at 12 o'clock is the pond, Mr. Pond King. Okay. I don't know. What that and is. I have a pond. Oh. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Let's I have hear a pond. pond. I don't own it, but it's <laughs> next to my house. <laughs> it just still counts. Yeah. So all the time that the Pond King is talking, <clears throat> leading up to the one o'clock thing that I'm talking, the line for the unsellable house girls is like 600 people deep. Wow. And they aren't selling anything. They're no, just, they're just like, signing their home and garden show programs or whatever. Girls, let's get a book going. I mean, I was like, wow, this is a missed opportunity. And I was like, well, where do you want me to do the signing? And they're like, well, we'll have you like be up in the front where the girls are. I was like, well, I can't really set up because 
you're they're there and I'm about to go on stage and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get it set up for you. Don't worry. So, okay, well, here's where my stuff is. Here's my banner. And all the way along, I don't really have like a prepared talk, (laughs) (laughs) but I have a a PowerPoint that I've just put some slides that didn't make it into the book that I shot at the cabin. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I like get ready and like it's full. Like there's people sitting in all the seats and I'm like, oh boy, I could have prepared prepared a little more. But, you know, I was like, okay. But you, we do two hours off yes. the cuff every Saturday. So, and so. The, the ask was 20 to 40 minutes. Oh, easy. So I was like, okay, that's like two And you were going to Q&A it a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I talked about, like, how the book came to be and sort of the process of getting the query letter together and during COVID and how that worked and then the actual, like, filming and the cabin and the stories and the history. And it was all fine. And then I got done. And... The unsellable house girls were still there with their line still, and no one has set anything up for me. So I'm like, well, uh, and the AV guy's like, well, here, I got a table here. Let's just push this table out. And he was great. So he helped me like get set up, and I signed books, and that was fine. And then the next day I went, and I was in like the backyard area, which was basically by the bar with the Bloody Marys. Well, that was one where we were, where yes. we had broadcast. Yes. Okay. So. I, again, I didn't have a PowerPoint this time, so I was like, okay. Did you have to do like a talk? I talked for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And did a and a No one asked any questions, which was fine. (laughs) And then I just sold some more books and then I went home. Okay. But yeah, it was very fun Home and Garden Show weekend. I thought it was uh, just even the little walking through that I did. I thought it was nice. And I haven't been to the Home and Garden Show in a long time. But I really thought it was, um, it was, I forgot how great it is in the middle of February to get into a space Excuse me. That has Hyacinth. greenery, greenery, <laughs> smelling, things. and it has memories because you're like, oh, look at there's a pontoon. Maybe I'll get a pontoon. Ooh, look at that hot tub. That's a bigger hot tub than my yeah. hot tub. I'm gonna get that hot tub. You know, just those little things that kind of help. You have a hot tub now. Yeah, I have a hot tub. Yeah, I'm coming I over. I don't use it that much because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's coming over. Yeah, no kidding. You know what he wants to do? Did I tell you this? No. He wants to make. So we have a pond Mm -hmm. and it's a small little trickly pond. It's no big deal. It's in the garden. He wants to get like one of those modern, like funky saunas and put it in the backyard and then redo the pond so that it's a plunge pool that's six feet deep. Right. That you can just jump in and jump out. Yep. I was like, well, that's not the worst idea. That's a huge thing. That's like that. Well, there's that the Nordic Nook, which is in your neighborhood, which Uh is sort of a couple blocks north of you, I think. And uh, they have done that. They have the half barrel sauna in their backyard. And then they have, um, I did that for my birthday with some girls. And then we, and then there's like, I mean, a couple years ago. And then there's like the big plungy pool, which looks like a pond. It looks like it was their pond. Yeah. And then they keep that at a, they keep it chlorinated and they keep it at a certain, you know, they don't keep it at a temp. It just is, you know, which means like when it's cold, it's cold outside. Huh. And then, but it is like, they do have like chemical process yep. to keep to, to treat it and then there's um and then they have a little yurt that they have that they just have like that's your changing room and there's a little fire you know like a warming heater thing in there yeah. and it's like Cute. it's pretty dang great and you guys can rent it that's the best part it's kind of like an airbnb but it's like a sauna airbnb and it's called nordic room and no it's nordic nook I, you know what i'll put a link up on the show page since Do. we're talking about it but it literally is you go into your little into your little yurt and you change into your suits or if you've got one under whatever you just have that's where you store your stuff 
you can have a fire pit going outside. You can sit outside. There's blankets. There's mittens. You can bring. We brought a bunch Cute. of chomps and snacks, and then you can hoof it into the uh, into the barrel sauna as long as you want. Get out. Go back. Get out. Go back. That Good sounds times. real cute. They have huskies too. Oh, I know. Stanley would like that. Yeah. Um, I did get, and I'll we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I did a an interview with um, St. Croix Chocolate Company about all their Easter stuff with. Oh Robin yeah, they sent Dr. a big Min. thing to everybody. Okay. And then I like did the unveiling and the boxing because her chocolates, I'm sorry, they're just so incredibly beautiful and gorgeous. And she's only been doing this like 12 years. Yeah. And she just makes it sound like, well, then I took a class and I know. then all of a sudden I can make these European fine chocolates. So I, I was like, There's, we're missing some of the middle part. We did. We had her in the magazine for the deconstructed and just looking at just really kind of understanding <clears throat> the work that goes into these beautiful things and. And the paint, like the fact that she has like absolutely paint cocoa in her paint. little cute place, and she's painting the these hollow eggs yeah. by hand. And did you get like the big geometric yes. egg, the big hollow egg? Yeah. Oh my god, it was so cool. Yeah, and her store is already full of Easter stuff. So if you is it really I'm are ready. getting ready to fill your baskets, like, or just you want delicious chocolate, head down there. Is it April seventh or something? I'm like that? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out. A picture of um, April 9th, Sunday, April 9th, a picture of the geysers in Yellowstone appeared on my phone today and Kurt's going to Las Vegas to pick up the van. Oh, and I he did that. That feels weird. I he dropped it off. Oh, God. Now it's that getting where we to are? be time to go back and get it. That's so bizarre. So we were like, huh, maybe we'll just like drive through Yellowstone for a couple of days. And oh, yeah, the geysers came up on my phone. And also. This is a very random first segment, by the way, but it's fun nonetheless. This is so random for us. Uh, Just in case you were wondering, you should listen to, if you haven't, the Siegfried and Roy podcast. Oh, really? About the entertainers and magicians and animal handlers, Siegfried and Roy, that were in Las Vegas, that were based in Mirage forever. And then Roy was attacked by Montecor, one of the tigers, and then they stopped the show but then they still lived and both of them have now since died and their home the in Las Vegas <laughs> went up for sale. Oh, and it's a $3 million pad. That's two bathroom, two bedrooms, four bathrooms. And the house is only like 2,800 square feet, but then it's this jungle with outbuildings. And apparently Roy would, um, Siegfried and Roy would get done on the Las Vegas show at like one o'clock in the morning and they'd go home and Roy would um, stay up late and Siegfried would go right to bed at one o'clock and Roy would stay up late and they had separate bedrooms. They yeah. were lovers, but at yeah. some point you get old and get separate bedrooms. <laughs> so Roy would stay that. up late and then in the morning when he would wake up, yeah. he had like these uh, automatic like blackout curtains sure. apparently. Yeah. And I know this because my friend Scott went and toured the house he would push a button by his bed and music would start to fill the house and the curtains would open and the tigers would come Oh, weird. and they'd come into his room because it was like this open house yeah. that the tigers freely roamed. Okay. How weird is that? So weird. And the tigers would hear the music and know that the that master of the house up. was up. Yeah. Weird. Isn't that weird? Okay. That's weird. That is a good podcast. That's a good driving podcast for sure. It's like eight episodes and the, the house just got sold. It went on the market. It was on Zillow. You can still look at pictures of it, and it's worth going back and looking because it's pretty opulent and pretty crazy. Okay. It got bought by 
a, the family, I think their last name is Cardin. They're a circus family. Oh, that's perfect then. And so they, the woman is one of the only remaining performers that performs with elephants in the Ringling Brothers Circus, the wife yeah. of the guy that bought it. Okay. And they have two kids that are involved in the circus. So <laughs> I know. Very interesting. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we got to go. We're going to take a break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're talking pie day. We're talking some St. Patty's this hour. Next hour, we've got, I'm intrigued by your question, what's in the Oscar bags? Yeah, the Oscar fancy bags. And then we have Russell Klein calling in, and we're going to talk about the Obon Canard dinner that they're doing to celebrate these uh, beautiful farmers who have been doing great work. Uh, we'll be right back. This is the weekly edition. My talk was 1071. Stay tuned. Boots, socks, other socks, snow pants, leg warmers, long johns, base layer, hat, scarf, neck gator, mittens, glove liners, shell, coat, sweater, other sweater. If just taking off your winter wear is a workout, you may be overdue for a workout. <sighs> Make fitness a habit. Join and use the Y by March 16th and earn a free month of membership. I'm good. I'm good. You know, once you catch your breath. <sighs> Join at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I have not given you the weather report, which is hunker down, folks. Is it going to snow? It is snowing. Oh, okay. It is snowing as we speak. I have to drive to New Richmond tomorrow for the Bloody Mary battle. Oh, is that tomorrow? Tomorrow yeah. should be fine. Noon to four. They said it could be three to five today. All right. That's I mean, all right. I can we're get used that. to it. You guys, I didn't even shove in my driveway last time because <laughs> we were filming this week and they have to bring all this heavy equipment into my house. And I looked out the front door. I'm like, oh, I guess he's given up on shoveling the stairs. Yeah. He just like, yeah, I, they'll just come through the garage. Well, also, it's like, <laughs> it's going to melt. Like, the streets are melting. You know, I see people's roofs melting and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, it's going to melt. The, the sun is wonderfully strong Yeah, as it goes. I will tell you, if you are anywhere where you're around deer, we were driving home from Arden Hills last night and ran right smack into a pack of about 15 of them. Oh, yeah. And then Kurt was at the lake a couple weeks ago and said there were 16 deer in the yard oh, up yeah. at the cabin. They're amassing and starting to, like, find their friends and oh, get it. it on. They're doing all the things. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, what about, um, do you, you're not worried about your ice dams or anything like that on your roof? Um, the way it was described to me by the husband who is in charge of that <laughs> type of manly thing. Yes. Either it's going to be damaged or it's not. We won't know until it starts to melt. Right. That's very true. And I was like, okay, well, okay. why worry about it until we have to? No, that's 100% true. But yeah, I think we're, I think people will be, there are a lot of ice dams on a million houses. There really are. And that's, you know, it's fine. And what can you do? No, there's not really much to do. Um, there is, I was trying to find the St. Patty's Day thing. So this next week coming up. When is it? <laughs> it's Friday. Next Friday. For real? It's yeah. that soon? Yeah, it's that soon. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay, yeah, we better talk about it because I got recipes up the wazoo. I know. So, um, but first let's talk about, here's what you have next week, you guys. Because it is going to be like a snowy kind of situation this Remember weekend. Remember that one St. Patrick's Day where it was like literally 80 degrees and oh, people were waiting shorts. for the Miller bus in shorts and yeah. tank tops? Yeah. That was a good St. Patrick's Day. Listen, I'm all for mid-March thaw. Like, you know, we're not getting it this year. I understand. Ice out, no chance we're hitting April 15th for ice out. Well, I just, you know, up in Ely, we're always hoping by Memorial Day. I know. That's so true. <laughs> but if I'm, and I'm just doing this because it does inform how we eat, but literally, you know, and and it's not that we're not in the 30s, which is great. You know, and it even says Wednesday we could hit 43 this next week, but we are kind of in the 30s, you know, mid 30s. We're climbing out, yeah, though. Yeah, we're climbing out. Is That's the point. You yeah. know what I mean? We're, so, we're, we're on the, this is like the bottom, I think. Yeah. And we're going to be like moving out. way up. 
In fact, so Friday, the, the current forecast is 28 degrees, partly cloudy. Are you still giving us the weather? I, I am because I think like you have to think about how you're going to eat. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, like that's my point is like, we're not, you're still in that place where the braises are still, I think, oh, yeah. necessary. Corned beef. Yeah. So today is like one of those days too. I think today's a project day. If you're not, if you don't have plans tonight, you know, I'm saying this is the perfect weekend to like get into a huge braise or a project. Like, do your raviolis this weekend. I have a good project like, recipe. Okay, let's talk about it. It's a uh, focaccia. Yes, perfect. Love and it. Let's you do it. like start it the day before. Yeah, so start it today. Yeah, and I'll put the recipe up in the break, and then you let the dough sit either overnight in the refrigerator, oiled, and then you push it into your pan. And then I used that fig jam that we were talking about oh, last yeah, yeah. week, the fig chili jam. Put that down. Then I did caramelized onions. And then I did the humble goat cheese. Okay, good. And it was a rosemary focaccia chili jam goat cheese bread. It was very delicious. That, wait, was that on top of it, you're saying? Or you, you, you baked it? The goat it? cheese was on top. Okay. The rosemary was in the dough. And the fig chili jam and the caramelized onions were on the top. Yeah, it was that's, real good, though. That sounds delicious. Kurt came home and was like, oh... Because I had it on the counter. I'm like, well, this is dinner, but I maybe we should just make a salad. He's like, no, let's just eat that. I mean, honestly. <laughs> that looks real good. So, okay, so you have to start it the day before and let it rise. You can you can let it rise all day and try it You can it do that it in night, the morning. But yeah. I like to do it overnight and then take it out in the morning the next day and let it like come to room temperature again and rise again, like just more. And then I make it like at dinner time. I like Pocashi that. Pocashi is a good project, though. I know, I think and it you is. you can make like the spring... You know how like Instagram was a light, no, and I did that. it. You did. I made it? the little like flower board, like the flowery Instagram focaccia. But it's a good project. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't done. I mean, I just make the regular stuff. You know what I mean? Like with like the oily. I just want to also say that when you put it in your pan, you have to put down a lot of oil. Don't be afraid of that oil. Do you put oil on your pan, right? Yeah, but I think I I baked it in parchment paper. Okay. <clears throat> the reason that it's Basically, you want those edges to fry yeah, in the oil. Fried edges. I mean, my God, there's nothing better than biting into that edge and it being like almost like a Pizza Hut, like crust. yeah, like a rectangle <laughs> pizza. Oil. What yes. do they call it? The lady cheese robe. Oh yes, the she, cheese robe. <laughs> the cheese robe at yes. rectangle pizza, but yes. this is just the focaccia edge robe. Right. I mean, come on. Um, so I think that you had, like, that's a project, I think for sure, Focaccia. Um, I would do, I, if you're thinking about ravioli, that's why I was going to say, like, you're thinking about making your own pasta ever. This is, this is like the days and the weekends to do it. Cause you're kind of, you know, you have time. There's nothing else going on. Maybe you're catching up on your movies because it's Oscars yes. on Sunday. And that's a good thing to go do. Excited about that. Um, but it's also Pi Day on Tuesday. So if you want to celebrate Pi Day, um, making pie is a great way to do it, obviously. Um, if you want to do a chicken pot pie. Yum. That's what I think is like. Oh, I have a good recipe for that in my cookbook. Do you really? Yes. Cast iron, chicken pot pie. Quick one. Do you? Well, I, this is the thing is like, I've never, have you ever made, do you make it like, you're just making it and you're topping it. You're making it in a pot in the, in the pan and then topping it with it the always. crust. We've done it The one in the cookbook is quick. You make all of the filling in the cast iron skillet and then top it with a puff pastry crust. Yeah. We've also done it where we've roasted a chicken, pulled it, roasted the vegetables, got those, made the gravy, literally put a pie crust on the top. We've also done it where we've enrobed it in the top and bottom crust. Yeah. We've also done it where... I've never done it with like a full crust. Like I've never done anything on the bottom. I've always done it in a pan or in a ramekin and then put the stuff on top. Yeah, it's good. You got to par bake the crust just yeah, like you would for a fruity why. pie. But so that's the thing you could do if you wanted Yum. to do like a project like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Any any sort of stew, by the way, too. I'm gonna I'm gonna poppy, uh, you know, a big pork roast in the oven. Obviously, always for the pulled pork. Cinnamon rolls are a good project. Oh yeah, because you know everybody loves a good delicious cinnamon roll. Also, we're kind of coming up on like Easter, so maybe you're prepping your cinnamon roll recipe. Um, I did see someone braiding challah, you know, uh huh, and they had stuffed the challah with like a whole bunch of like garlic, tomato simmered onions, garlic, olive oil, um, and and tomatoes all like simmered to like almost confit, uh huh, and they stuffed that into the challah braids, and then braided it and huh. baked it, and I was like, ooh. I don't ever make challah because I, you know, I don't, it's not part of a tradition that I have. That but I'm also like bread like get a little an bit eggy braided yeah. bread that yeah. they make a lot in the Jewish tradition. I just I've never and it's it's the it's like the yeasting you know it's mm-hmm. like the rise and all the rest. But that's a good one to try. Also, the Lutherans make it too, but they put it like the eggs in it. Yeah, at Easter time. Well, have you seen the, the braids? With the, yeah, the that's a very big Ukrainian to nestle. The eggs and the braided bread. I guess this are the Ukrainians Catholics. I don't know. Generally, like I know we're very grossly <laughs> generalizing people's Everyone religious is, I know affinities here. They might be screaming here. at the radio right now. I don't know. Hey, okay, we're about to take a quick break, but I do want to mention that before the on the Pi Day thing, I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew um, you can get you know um, half off of or two for one pie slices at uh, Hot Hands Pie in St. Paul which is kind of a wonderful little place on Tuesday. And the Clover is doing $2 off their chicken pot pie. But Muddy Paws is having their 30th anniversary pie day party. And you don't want to miss that one if you can. So we're going to come back and talk some more St. Patty's Day stuff. So stay tuned. You guys will be right back. This is a weekly dish on My Talk 107.1. I just love her lyrics so She's, much. I'm just, just like, listening. we're just going to listen, okay? I know. Uh I, what is that line that she says? Um, do you ever feel like everyone is a sexy baby and you're the monster on the hill? Oh yeah, like in Hollywood, I would definitely feel like that. I think uh, I think you've called that out before. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think probably you have. have I, I know. Think I was just going to say it sounds lyric. familiar, and I don't even listen to that song. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, how's it going? Uh, I've got all the <laughs> St. Patrick's Day stuff coming up. I've done lots of recipes. So, oh, if you're yeah. someone that wants to do some. Recipes. Here Let's we talk got recipes. Let's talk about cooking for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Do you remember last year after St. Patrick's Day when Kurt and I had the massive corn beef epiphany because the corn beefs were on sale for like four dollars? Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. It has changed our lives because I probably won't make corn beef now for St. Patrick's Day. Right. But I will buy up all the corn beefs after the fact. After the fact. When they're on sale, cheap and being like wholesaled. Yeah. And then I'll have like corned beef all summer that we actually cook low and slow. Because you freeze it and then you wait. Yeah, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a corned beef recipe that is super delicious. It's just a low and slow. It's not rubbed with any of the stuff that comes in the package. It's not marinated at so all. So it's just like you buy the package and then you just cook it. Correct. Like it's already been, it's already been corned. Correct. Okay. Um, no, or no, we don't buy the corned. We buy the, you know how it comes with a little spice packet? And you're supposed to corn it and boil it yourself. Well, the spice packet isn't what corns it. Correct. It's not Sorry. like it's not. It's already been it's cured. Been corned it's and been cured. cured. And what we're doing is just rubbing it. You're just cooking it. And low and slowing it. Yes. So that it's getting that barky, crispy crust. Yes. Sorry. Perfect. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to put a recipe up for that. Okay, great. Because it's still, if we're like looking for economical meats. Yeah. A corned beef is pretty economical, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And you can use it like as a roast. 
So you've cooked it low and slow and you have like this roast for dinner. Yeah. And then like you have sandwiches and you can um, serve it with like sliced with sauerkraut another day. You can get a lot of uses out of it. So corned beef. Corned beef. Start there. Okay. Then Irish soda bread. Wait, can I just say one thing? I'm sorry. I was just thinking I just remembered this that I just want to call out the fact that uh, Revival has a pastrami Reuben. And, you know, pastrami and corned beef Uh are in that same, you know, kind of neighborhood. And they have a pastrami Reuben right now on the menu in St. Louis Park. And it's just amazing. Okay, I might have to go there to have that because Kurt loves pastrami. And it's on marble rye. And it's just, it's like, I know it's hard to like not get fried chicken, but I'm just telling you that pastrami Reuben is a reason to go. Okay. Uh, I could go and not get fried chicken. They've got other stuff. And the fried chicken's always there. So Right. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. No, no sorry is needed. Now, let's get to um, the soda bread. Right. Have you made soda bread? Because this could be a project bread, too. That's a good project bread today. And it's not hard. Mm -mm. So, basically, all you're doing with soda bread is you are mixing flour and buttermilk, and then you are kneading this kind of shaggy, buttery, floury dough and then you're putting it in a Dutch oven mm-hmm. and you are scoring it so that the steam can rise out and you're putting it in the oven. It is a very easy way to make bread. We do this a lot when we're having soup for dinner because I think I've said out loud a million times, soup is not a meal for Kurt. Right. It has to have like soup and salad or soup and bread, something that's just not soup adjacent. Um, I think... Uh that quick breads are great. Like, I mean, that's what it is. It's a quick bread. Yes. Uh-huh. And that's like one of those, those things that those are an undersung dinner carriers. You know what I mean? Like yes. being able to like throw something together and have it go is great. Yeah. So I'm going to put, um, my soda bread recipe up because it's a really good one. Uh, also the idea of Irish mac and che- Irish cheddar mac and cheese. Okay. Let's talk about this. Let's because, let me tell me your process because cheddar is a tough one to work with. Well, I use it as a flavoring agent. So I still use the melty cheddar, which is basically just sharp cheddar that I've. Um, but even just, I mean, like it depends. Like the sharper the cheddar, the harder it is to melt because it breaks oh. because of the high. F- Do you know? <laughs> I've never noticed such thing, but you might be right. I don't no, know. It's the, the sciences of like when the heat is introduced. To, I was looking this up because someone had asked me why. You know, something about why does cheddar break? And I said, well, because it's and basically the protein structure falls apart and the emulsion falls apart because it is a highly um, it's basically because it's it's um, it's what do they want to say? It's got a higher fat level and low moisture content. Okay. That's the reason. So like the the, har- the sharper the cheddar, you know, it's going to be um, more likely to break. You and I have talked about Cougar Gold cheese before. Yeah. That's made at Washington State University. That is a special bacteria that they only yes. have there. The enzymes. Yeah. Students are, you know, maintaining mm-hmm. this culture that makes this delicious cheese that you can order online. It's $33 for a 30 ounce can. Yeah. And a friend of ours introduced us to this because they give it to us for Christmas every year. It is cheese in a can, which sounds weird. Yeah. But it lasts forever. Yeah. And it is so fantastic. There's now a dill garlic version. Oh. There's a sweet basil version. There's a hot pepper version. I actually, um, I'm going to get this for my sister for Mother's Day. That's a great idea. She likes hot pepper cheese. And I'm just saying it doesn't like there are, you know, cheddars that have, you know, that can melt. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying when years breaks, it's because of this. There's, there's, um, 
Jake actually, you know, ba- giant baby came home uh, this weekend and he flies out of SeaTac. And if you ever go there, there is a mac and there's the the Beaker's mac and cheese or the Beaker's cheese, you know, which is the is it Bleakers or Beaker's? But it's um, he goes to the stand and gets mac and cheese because it's it's the one that's also on the wharf when you go into Seattle and you yeah. go to the pier, you know, the or the the market. And um it is, and he brought some home for me. So, like, basically at 1 a.m. I picked him up, and then he, like, hands me this little carton of mac and cheese from Seattle, which was amazing. That and was that really nice of him. like, rich and beautiful and made with, like, it's a it's a type of cheddar that they're using. So, it's not that it can't happen. I'm just saying it's harder if you do try. But the, tell me about what is your, so do you use multiple cheeses in your mac and yeah, cheese? Yeah, okay. And I'm using, like, a, the sharp cheddar uh, or the Irish cheddar because it's expensive, generally is more of like the flavoring agent and to say it's St. Patrick's Day cheese. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Um, and I'll put all these recipes up on the Facebook page. Also cabbage steaks. This is a great I time know to do you cabbage love this. steaks. I do. You just, you cut like a plank, an inch thick plank, and then you roast it and you can put like Parmesan cheese on the top to get like a little roasty, toasty crust, but you don't need to. The cabbage just gets so melty and browned and delicious. You could serve the cabbage plank with slices of your corned beef right on top. Yeah, and that would be good. Just because, you know, cabbage just like cooked in watery, buttery slurry is just sort of like sad, limp cabbage. And cabbage as a flavoring of just like roasted cabbage is so great. Also, you can roast wedges. So just cut your cabbage into like, you know, four or six wedges, depending on how big your head is. And just rub them with oil and salt and then just throw those in your roasting oven and roast the wedges. Yeah. Very delicious. I just have to still get into that. That's just not going to be. You're not, you're not into cabbage. I had had so much cabbage in ways that I was just, (laughs) it's like it scars you. You know what I I mean? I did do the cabbage soup diet like a lot in college and in high school. And so cabbage and like tomatoes and vegetable soup is yeah. just like brr. when I lived in Prague, let's just say that that was like everything. How long did you live in Prague? I mean, Prague? we're not going to talk about it now. But how did um, I not know this about you? <laughs> it's like I'm just saying that I eat cabbage all the time because this 15 years later, rubber. friends, you still learn a lot. Well, it was a short little thing. Um, Beechers, by the way, B E E C H E R S is the cheese from Seattle. I just want to make sure. That okay, I wanted to call them out. I think they sell that cheese too locally you in can the find cheese it. counter at Lunds and Byerly. Yep, there's and a little Kowalski's. triangle, and it's called. You know, they call there's the. Um, Gosh, I know. It's just, it's, it, you can find it. It's a little black and white label. It says Beechers and it's, it's handmade cheese. They are in Seattle. They also have something in New York, but it's basically, it's a really high quality, like some of the best. They call it the flagship cheese is the one we always buy. Delicious. Yeah. So it's great. If you're ever at the Pike Place Market, there's a line out the door for people just to get the mac and cheese because it's so good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Little tip. Um, next. Going down my list, I have two brownie ideas. Oh, good. One is a brownie idea that came out of our partnership here with Maker's Mark. Yeah. And they they had a recipe that I tweaked a little bit. It is a Maker's Mark bourbon brownie that has no flour in it, really. It's a flourless chocolate brownie. Oh. (coughs) It is amazing. Okay. It is so good. It is chocolatey in all of the good chocolatey, dark chocolatey ways. Right. You can also, so you can use, um, 
you could use an Irish whiskey in this same brownie. Mm-hmm. You also can make a Guinness chocolate brownie. Have you had those? Yeah, and I've made the Guinness, the stout cakes and stuff like that. And these would be like higher yeah. and denser. Because of the carbonation, you're going to get a little bit of lift. On so that. it's like more like, dare I say, a snack cake yeah. brownie yeah. looking situation sure. than the Maker's Mark flourless, which is really... Like a half inch of just Okay, what if? Ready? What if? Okay, this is the best part. This is Stephanie (laughs) is the what if girl. What if we did almost like when you said snack cake and then I just had this whole thing of like, what if I made like a whole, like a jelly roll pan of sheet stout cake and rolled it like a, like, like a bouche de Noel Uh kind of thing. But with a Bailey's Irish cream filling. With a Bailey's Irish, yeah, with an Irish cream whipped filling that would be a project but it would be amazing that would be a thing and then you could have these like swirly little rolls that were like a swiss roll yeah, but it's an irish whiskey swiss and- roll <laughs> Jameson, what, if- what if we booze it up harder <laughs> that's really it all of that sounds incredibly delicious i think literally like we if someone else was like writing down our riffs and things like that it could be like this is a whole new world um, I this is going to make you laugh. One of the segments that I'm filming for an upcoming TV show is where I go into someone's house and just cook them a meal. Oh, based on whatever it is I find. Okay. And I'm nervous as heck about it. Yeah. But we have our first one coming up in the next couple of weeks, so I can't tell you, can't wait to tell you like so I can go in their freezer, their pantry, their refrigerator, and it's a legitimate family that like the first one I'm going to know the person. Yeah. But I know them like a little bit like I don't know them know them yeah and gonna cook for him and his wife and their two kids just completely like From walk into their kitchen oh, that's unseen. like when we did in the pandemic when people yes. were like you know the pandemic yes, they're like I have kinda, this this and this and we're like okay yeah so I'm like okay like and I don't know what kind of families have what kind of foods you oh know my what God, I mean this is this so is we'll see. it could end up just being like we can only do it a couple times because all I can make is pasta and rice I don't know yeah I only can bring like my knife and my my apron Okay, so I like that. I'll let you know how this goes as we progress. Okay, good. All right, we have to take a quick break. 651-641-1071 if you want to do the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Or let's say you have a uh, pile of potatoes on your counter and you want us to do what we did during the pandemic. Right. we just tell you what to do with them. Right, we can riff all day long. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, yo. So that means give us a call, 651-641-1071. Or if you want to send us a message or an email or text. I have a question for Stephanie. You got a I question. I have an Ask Stephanie for okay, Stephanie. let's do it. I haven't even loaded up Twitter. So okay. What? Go ahead. After the show today, yeah. I am taking a friend out for lunch. Yeah. Because we have facials scheduled. And we're going to Face Foundry in Wyzetta. Oh, yeah. So where should I go to lunch with my friend? Well, I mean, I'm a huge grocery table fan for lunch. Okay. You know, because you can, like, hang out and it's got good, um, you know, it's got good vibe. And you can sit at the bar and have a couple glasses of wine. Can you uh, have wine before your facial? Yes, we can. Okay. Then- I have heard that Cove has a good brunch. And I'm like, well, maybe sure. it's locally owned. Sure. And then, like, <laughs> Six Smith, I've been to kind of a lot with Kurt. Yeah, I love Six Smith. I love, I mean, Cove is what it is. I don't, I'm, you know, I have mixed bag feelings. I've had good, I've had bad, I've had sure. super expensive, like, to, like, laughable places. And I've had chill time. You and know? then there's Benedict's. 
Yeah, I'm not feeling a Benedict's for you. Okay. Yeah. Because that's more, I feel it's like a diner maybe. It is. And it is also, it tends to feel very like, there's just like people use Benedict's, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling like a good girl time. Okay. It's very what much about- like tables of old guys having breakfast club talking. So <laughs> that would be like where Kurt should meet his yes. friend for coffee. No, no it's 100% yes. where Kurt should go. Okay. What about the, um, there's like the British pub. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's McCormick or something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want to get, uh, if you want to get like a pint and some wings and some bangers and mash. Okay. Yeah. All right. But like, that's not your vibe. I'm so I'm grocery like. tabling. I think you're grocery tabling. Okay. Yeah. And then I can like, because they don't carry my book. <laughs> and every time I walk in, it gives me like heart palpitations and I feel sad. Oh, just because. Are you saying that you're not going to go visit places if they don't carry your book? No, I am going <laughs> to go, but I'm going to like that. see if I can find Lindsay and be like, hey, Lindsay. Hey, let <laughs> me just carry sell my you book? my book. I wonder how many, how much retail they sell. I would like to know like what they're Yeah, I don't is. know, but they do have a cute retail section there. Oh, they're very cute. The whole We're also going so shopping Oh, because the, the facial is at 3.30. So from between the show ending, me picking her up, doing lunch, a little shopping. She's yeah. a big shopper. Yeah. I'm not is a big Josephina shopper. open for brunch? I, I don't, don't know. know. Actually, I'll check. I would say that that or like Makanda might be kind of fun too. Okay, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Yeah, uh, we do have a couple emails that have come in. Okay. This one. Good morning, ladies. I'm the gal who called a few weeks ago and mentioned that my chickens were not laying eggs. Oh, right. Here's an update. Oh, good. I love an update. <laughs> I changed chicken feed to a local mix instead of a big box, and I'm now getting. At a minimum, a dozen eggs a day from my 40 hens. Wow. Stephanie, if you need a kitchen to cook in for the TV show, I'd (laughs) welcome your expertise. I can promise you that you'd have some interesting ingredients to choose from. Venison, horseradish, aioli, and of course, fresh chicken eggs. This is from Beth. And Beth, don't put it past me to be like, hey, I'm coming to your house. I don't know if Beth (laughs) needs your help, though. (laughs) This is the thing. Like, sounds like Beth's doing pretty good. But yeah. But by still, like, Beth looks like she's got a larder of good yeah. ingredients. So, yeah. Beth, could you email me back if you're listening? Because my producer actually does have chickens and she's trying to increase her output. And I'd be interested in your chicken food so I can tell her. Right. That's a good one. Thank you. That's a good one. All right. So that came in. Okay. We have one from our lovely friend Vanessa from Cheesecake Funk. And she says, Hi, ladies, not cheesecake related. Hi, Vanessa. Hey, girl. But any Listen recipes. Listen to her podcast, by the way, on my Makers minnesota podcast i interviewed her she's so fun okay and she says any recipes for pork belly bought some and want to make something amazing at home with it i'm gonna let stephanie take this one. Oh, right no you don't i have don't it? do the belly you what i don't do belly oh my god i love the belly i like it i sometimes order it in a restaurant if i know exactly how they're making it nine times out of ten for me it's too gelatinous and i oh, really I... want that crispy kind yeah well i can crisp it up for you I mean, honestly, there's two ways that we do this. And then one is like low and slow and you just kind of put it in a baking dish, you know, and um, and do like a low and slow and let it get like really great. And then do the kind of almost that reverse thing where then you you can take it out and then like sear it if you want. But I what I like to do is I like to sort of marinate it a little bit in like soy with a little mirin and um, some black sesame uh, sauce and oil and just kind of let it go. And then I, I do like a quick sear on each side and then I put it in a baking dish and I cover it and I, and I pour more of the marinade over it and then I let it sit in the oven and I just kind of let it go lo- slow and low for, you know, like maybe, but it depends on how many you have, you know, cause, and then they're kind of like thick. 
um, if there if you have like a couple plate things jammed into one baking dish, I would probably go like forty minutes, forty five minutes, um, and after the sear and up to about an hour and a half if you want to go like a two hundred and just let it get really really good. And then I put it in, I put it over bok choy. We eat it like just right with bok choy. And I also like it with, obviously we put it in ramen all the time. Like chunk it up and put it in ramen. That's delicious. Chunk it up. Chunk it, chunk it up. Um, so I think that those. Chunk up the jams. Chunk it up. <laughs> Sorry. Such a, this is a weird day, you guys. I'm just saying it's a weird day. I couldn't day. stop myself. Um, so that's what I love to do with that. By the way, there's the great Duroc pork belly when you get from uh, United Noodle. When you go mm. in the United Noodle and you want to get your stuff for your ramen, the good noodle, sun noodles, and you want to get, you know, some cool vegetables to go in, then I also pick up pork belly for that there. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. Yum. Um, what else? Do you have any other good they questions? Do. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, good morning. Oh, this is from Mary. Good morning. Your new show sounds like it's going to be fabulous. Where will we be able to watch it? Uh, it's a segment that I'm doing for Jason's show, and you'll be able to watch it there. Anytime that I do a segment on his show, I generally post it on our Facebook pages or my Facebook pages. Also, you can subscribe to my newsletter at stephaniesdish.com. There's a free version, and then there's an upgraded paid version. The paid version, you get access to all the recipes, and I do some subscriber-only recipes, and I do a special Sunday email that I demonstrated my new pants. Do you know about my new pants? No, I don't want to know about your pants. Oh, you do. Do I? You do, yeah. Do I really, though? Have we talked about, uh, okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, <laughs> I'm going to come out on the other side we and We still tell have you, a few more Okay, seconds. I'll tell you about the pants then. Okay, so now I'm, you can't. The wrap up just started. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it on the other side. I'll tell you about the new pants that subscribers got to learn about when we come back. Can that be one of your top two, though? You can. Okay.